This is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. And great to have you with us on another rainy afternoon here in Bellingham, Whatcom County, Northwest Washington, wherever you are. We're here with you and we hope you'll join us on the air for our conversation here on KGMI Connects 360-676-5464 is our phone number as always and just a few questions kind of popping around in my head I, I just said the story yesterday about um, gas prices on the way down and I mean they're still pricey I was still paying quite a bit I I think I paid and I was at one of the, uh, you know, the member membership warehouses that I'm a member of because I pay for it. Uh, I think I paid, paid $4.29 a gallon yesterday, but our average here in Bellingham, according to the AAA, 471 But then I can't help but notice that a year ago, we're paying an average of five twenty six a gallon. And that was before the uh, Climate Commitment Act went into into effect and um, of course it's been blamed and uh, probably rightly so for at least a good chunk of uh, that the the uh, the high price that we're paying at the pump but now if it was 526 a year ago it's 471 now where was all that extra money going hmm. it wasn't going to the climate commitment act and uh, the funds that uh, are supposed to be used for us to uh, to become a less polluting state Throw that out there. Uh, let's see. Um, another thing that crossed my mind because I, I, you know, I'm just I I do social media. I <clears throat> mostly do Facebook. It's what I'm used to, and um, so I get all the old folks, <laughs> or it's me and me and the other old folks, I should say. But um, you know, I I and I mean this stuff. It, it's it's liberals, it's conservatives who still rail on and on about the. Uh, the you know the the pandemic the measures taken during the pandemic and uh, you know the the lockdown what have you the the mandates the mask mandates and things like that and I saw one from from a, a very liberal uh, person I'm friended with on uh, social media the other day with uh, it had it was a picture um, it was it was it was a a portrait, like it, it wasn't a photograph, but it was it was pictures drawn of all these different faces of and, and with masks, with different flags from all around the world, nations of all are all around the world, and uh, was like, how could so many have been involved in such a great conspiracy? Something to that effect, that there was some great conspiracy, international conspiracy, that forced us all to wear masks during the pandemic, and. Um, I, my thought was, um, when you know, sure, if there was a if there was a conspiracy to force people to wear masks, I mean, if there's that much power, uh, if there to 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 come together and to to uh, force people to do something, of all things, you'd make everyone do is wear a mask. I mean. Wouldn't you, you know, make them like do something a little more constructive for like an evil genius? I, I you know, just uh, I'm just thinking, you know, be you know, form into a some you know mass army or something. But uh, just I'll, I'm gonna make them wear masks, and I've got all these minions that are gonna spread the word and spread. <laughs> I just it makes no sense to me. And then I would ask those people who are obsessed with this. Um, I mean, how if we were cowed into uh, uh, obedience and uh, and 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 those who just lust for power over human beings, if they they had taken such total charge of us, how have our lives really changed? I mean, since then, we're, aren't you kind of back to where you were in 2019? I mean, pretty much. Other than we know about COVID-19, we might test for it now and then. You know, you kind of feel the sniffles and you say, oh, I better get out the test and test. Uh, and then if you have it, you, you know, you lay low for five days and then you go back to your what you do. But, I mean, it hasn't really affected us. It's not like the power 
of the control has uh, has kept us in its its icy grip for for all these you know these months and and years since the pandemic. But just a couple of thoughts that uh, you know popped into my head. So well, let's jump to the phones. Obviously, it's what do we do here on KGMI Connects? And uh, Jim in Seattle gets us rolling today. Hi, Jim. Hi, Joe. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You're you've been still listening to Dennis Prager. You can't tear yourself away. Yeah, I, I have to admit I listen to it as I wait for the Joe T. Hen uh, KGMI Connects show to come on. Well, I appreciate so, that. <laughs> a couple of thoughts. I'll try to get it a little more time permitting. Uh, but uh, what you're saying about the masks and all that, I, I always wear a mask and uh, just about. And, uh, you know, I understand everything is politicized these days, and I think it's good that it is. I, I think the American people have been dormant for far too long regarding um, active in uh, politics. And I, even though we still vote for Trump in record numbers, uh, record numbers were voted for in the last 2020 election. And it was, uh, I have to admit it, I'm not really a Trump supporter by miles and miles. Uh, I don't like either party in a lot of ways, but I vote Democratic pretty much. Um, and I also noticed Dennis Prager uh, was talking about the educational system and how, you know, these kids can't read and write and all this. And so um, I, I'm remembering what Gore Vidal said, uh, that he wanted to put a massive, massive infusion of money into the educational system. And, of course, in the vernacular that's used, uh, if you're trying to fund poor kids' schools or average kids' schools, it's called throwing money at a problem, whereas if it's a wealthy school district or whatever, they say it's a sound investment. You know, that's the language that we have to deal with. So that much I would say. I did want to point out a couple things that uh, he said, uh, Dennis Prager, yesterday. He said that uh, he had no financial interest in making his Prager U videos, but He's promoting, you know, excessive capitalism, right-wing ideologies, and taxes. And also, I think this may be germane that he called uh, Japanese fascists while only calling uh, Nazi Germany uh, uh, Nazi. He didn't use the term fascist. And fascism is all about the money. When, when the capitalist system that he endears himself to so much begins to fail or fails in a large uh, measure, then the way the wealthy have to rescue it is to impose fascism on us. It's a corporate state. That's how uh, in Italy, uh, Latin or Italian, the word fascine is a bundle of wood tied together. The corporations are tied to the military and the government so that no pushback can occur to redress the problem. So um, okay. this just goes, uh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get to this tomorrow if I can get, uh, by the way, are you having callers tomorrow or is it going to be the, uh, the guest? Uh, tomorrow we've got yeah we've, we've got guests tomorrow Thursday and Friday so we're gonna do we're gonna do local political races each okay, day well, Wednesday Thursday this, Friday yeah okay I'll I'll leave you with this for the day Michael okay. Nauman N A U M A N N a Jewish man who write uh, wrote an article brilliant uh, described by Alexander Coburn who uh, anti the politics of anti semitism um, he just says that. Uh, and a persecuted, he is a Jewish person too, Michael Nauman. A persecuted people blossomed into the racial supremacist ideology of a pers- persecuting one, meaning uh, the, the tragedy that befell the Jews in Nazi is coming back uh, as they're changing from a per- persecuted uh, group to a persecuting one over the. Uh, uh, the um, Palestinians. So there's more to say. I'll get to the rest of that uh, at another time. But I thanks for thank you for letting me on. If you want me to hang on, I will. Well, nope. I appreciate it, Jim. But yeah, I appreciate you calling and uh, being part of our conversation. And I would just say though about school districts, I I understand what your your uh, your your thought was there. But I I guess we have to be clear with uh, with uh, poor school districts. Um, and the way schools are funded in the state, there's a formula, as I understand it, a formula that funds districts relatively on a relatively even even keel across the state. But when you have a wealthy district, there you know bond measures and uh, and uh, school levies to fund schools and fund programs pass much easier. And uh, and our the, those schools are much better funded by their local 
local school district. Uh, I mean, just by the, 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 the residents in that district. But um, thanks, Jim. Appreciate your call. Let's go to uh, Rich in Ferndale. Hi, Rich. How's it going, Joe? Doing all right. The wealthy districts, wealthy school districts also have a much higher assessed property value, so they don't even necessarily have to pass levies. True. Yeah. They true. have a – and Meridian School District in our county is the only district without a town. So mm-hmm. as far as poor districts go, they don't have the total assessed value in dollars that the other districts do. So they're somewhat at a disadvantage money-wise just yeah. because their taxable value of the land area is far less than any of the other districts because they don't have a city with – High-dense population, more houses, business, et cetera. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Anyway, your your opening statement about how is our life changed from COVID? Yeah. It has changed a lot. Really? It's called inflation? Yes, Joe. Okay. Joe, you live here the same as me. Yeah. Things cost more now. Sure. And there's high interest. And that was directly from the COVID spending. And they didn't have to do all that COVID spending, but they did because they shut things down. So this all comes back to not really the sickness, but the hand, the government's handling of it. And it's a big profit maker. You know, prior to uh, COVID, Big Pharma was fairly hated by the left. The opioid crisis. I remember Anderson Cooper grilling the opioid manufacturers. How can you do this? And all of a sudden, the left loves Big Pharma. The almighty perfect perfect vaccine that still lets you get infected and still lets you spread it. So this is a big corporate push. So the people, people are very... Uh, controllable or a big portion of the population can be led. You can tell them anything, they'll do it. Not everybody, but a big chunk. Put a mask on, it'll save you. Oh, a month ago the mask didn't work, now it works. I appreciate, Rich, because I, I said, now, how has your life changed? So you presented me with that. I would say, yeah. however, that you can't say COVID spending by itself and uh, that 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 is what caused inflation. I think that's I a, a I gross, o- grossly oversimplified look at it. I mean, when I can prove it, when when uh, you know our um, uh, you don't uh, want me to prove it. You won't let me prove well, it. Well, okay, right? pro- go ahead and prove it. Show me. So tell me. Lo- tell me many, what how it did. Okay, on the government website, federalpay.org, you can uh-huh. see all the free money that the construction companies got around here. I know them personally, millions okay. of dollars. Okay, right away they began to buy things. When all of a sudden there's demand for equipment that there's never been demand before, the price goes up. That is inflation. This is Economics 101, Joe. Big money pushed into the economy causes inflation. Everyone knows this, but for some reason the left denies it now. I don't understand it. It's quite something. So, so the government shouldn't, uh, you know, shouldn't take any action when when the the economy is turned upside down, as that, it was no. when the, with the pandemic, as it was with the Great Recession. The government they, should step back and let the economy crash and burn. No, uh, well, that is saying, what you're Joe. saying. I'm then, saying what, they should not have printed so much money and handed it out for free. Now, there is a sector of the economy that did need that. Hospitality, yeah, the renters, and travel, but uh, nobody else needed it. Construction boomed in 2020 like no other. It didn't need it. These companies I know were not shut down, and they're con- local. Well, construction was shut down by and large. It was only allowed for three weeks, Joe. For three no, weeks. No, for longer yes. than that, Rich. You want to make a bet, Joe? Sure. I know local people. Okay. I, my neighbor built fifty some houses a year. They were shut down for exactly three weeks because they were deemed essential by Inslee. So that's not okay. true either. Home Depot had record sales. The local equipment manufacturers had record okay, sales, okay. and they had free money too, and they spent it, okay. and that caused it. All right, Rich. I asked you for your for how it affected you. It's affected you greatly. I dispute that, but that's all right. We'll 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 move on. I I, I still think, and my my basic premise was not so much because I understand inflation is a thing. It's a real deal, but my thought was, how are we being controlled? Sure, we're paying more, but who doesn't want us to pay more? I I, I mean, other than us. I mean, everybody wants us to pay more. Uh, every corporation, every company, every uh, you know, everybody wants the, our, our money, and that's that's the reality. But um, and as far as uh, you know, the, the energy. I mean, our energy system collapsed during the pandemic because nobody was driving. There was no demand for gasoline. There was no demand for oil, and uh, the companies that invested heavily in it just. Many of them went bankrupt, and uh, much of the operations in, in our uh, you know our booming oil industry just they didn't have any financial support. They went bankrupt and they quit operations. So when there was the demand back, then there wasn't the supply, and so the price went shot sky high. Not just here in the United States, but globally, 
And uh, that has been a big fueler of our of uh, what we're paying too for all these other goods or transportation uh, fuel. Uh, but um, just just some thoughts. And as far as wearing a mask, that was my my point. Was like you're forced to wear a mask for a few months, and now that's still that that that, that control, that grip, that as I said, that icy grip on us. Well, we've got John, we got Robert, we got Kirk, and we got more here with us here on KG Mike Connects. I've got to take a quick break, but we'll be back in just a moment and hear from you too, hopefully. 360-676-5464. My daughter, she's six years old now. Well, soon to be. She's 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 a go get em and she has a she's a boss lady. I have her operating some of her little businesses, candy business, and she loves it. Daddy, daddy, um, let's go to work. Let's go see if we need to fill up the machines with candy and let's collect my money because I want to go to Disneyland. <laughs> Beautiful. I love the little girl. I like her heart. She'll come in and she'll offer lunch to the employees and then she'll come to me and be like, hey dad, need your credit card. <laughs> you know what? It's something that I would do myself, so I have no problem. Here's the credit card, honey. Go buy the, the sales guy some lunch, and that's what she does. She comes in here, and she pretends she owns the place, and matter of fact, she does. But it's fun. It's fun to see her develop her leadership at an early age. Xavier Cortez is the owner of Bellingham Nissan, part of the Cortez Auto Group. Hey there, Deanna Harrell here, and I want to invite you to join me on a once-in-a-lifetime adventure with Bel Air Tours next June. We'll spend seven incredible days in Boston, Cape Cod, and all the surrounding islands. It's KGMI's Cape Cod and the Islands Tour, packed full of our nation's history. Discover where Paul Revere got the signal to start his famous ride. Visit Martha's Vineyard and Nantucket Island. Explore traditional cranberry bogs and so much more. The whole trip is led by a professional guide. It includes plenty of time for us to do our own exploring, too. This is an adventure you don't want to miss. I'm so excited for this trip and even more so that we get to experience it together. You can find all the info at KGMI.com or you can email me with questions. That address, KGMI at KGMI.com. And don't wait too long. It's already filling up quickly. KGMI's Cape Cod and the Islands Tour. Let's go on an adventure with KGMI. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects. 360-676-5464. Thanks for being with us here on this Tuesday afternoon. Let's go to Blaine and John is on the line. Hi, John. Hey, Joe. So you're not going to like me much, but... I'm going to give you my reasons for them. Okay. They ought to go in there and they ought to kill every Latin, not the, not the, not the people, but the, but the Hamas, every last person. And anybody that says that Israel should go to peace with Hamas is an idiot. Because not because I was thinking about this, Joe. They took little kids, tied them to fences, lit them on fire, and, and forced their parents to watch. They gang-raped women. Then they chop the heads off of babies, and we could go on and on and on. And all the, well, we got to quit, and we got to have peace with Hamas. is not going to work, because people like that will never have peace. There's only one thing you can do to a person like that, and that's kill them. And whether you agree or not, is it right to chop the heads off a baby? Is it right to tie a child, to pin a child to the wall with knives and let him die? Is that right, Joe? Well, of course not, John. But okay, now how do you deal with them? How, how do you but how do you go into a population of two point something million and determine exactly who is Hamas and who is not, and how do you go about executing all of those people at I, I it it right, I, I, I don't I don't know how you think how how we okay, do that. Joe. I mean all right, I just Joe, I'm just from a practical Joe? standpoint. All right. Practically, practically, good point. They shouldn't have voted men in the first place. Well, when Hitler right. took, when Hitler took over Germany, we leveled Germany. We killed a lot of innocent people. When when Japan attacked America, we nuked them, which was the only way to save millions of lives. Did I like it? No. They should have thought about that. They knew what Hamas was when they voted him in. If they voted him in, yeah. They also could have cheated to get in there. Well, I'm not saying that. Uh, that's, uh, but I I am. I can't help but wonder if Israel's best reaction 
is to take uh, brutal military action against this population because of what it, how it can, the blowback that Israel will receive and is already receiving. I mean, these reports of this hospital, well, like this attack on a hospital that, that killed hospital. hundreds. Israel does not. Israel well, does not attack hospitals. Well, Joe, that, but, but, Joe, but, but look, it doesn't matter. Do? I mean, it doesn't matter. Israel has been girding for a fight now for a week and a half. Whether Israel did it or not, the world why? thinks Israel did. Why, Joe? Why is girding for a fight for a week and a half? Well, when you pin little kids to the wall with knives. Well, now, John, now, now, John, a lot of, the defense forces of Israel have not confirmed that there were 40 babies that were behead, beheaded in this kind, these types of things. And these, a lot of this stuff is spread to dehumanize the, the, you know, those who are, um, uh, who well, are so they didn't rape all them, they didn't gang rape all them women. I have not, I, I have not seen official reports from the Israeli defense forces that they could confirm that, that I, there might've been incidents, incidents. This was a horrible attack. I won't deny that. But, but what is Israel I, supposed to do? Well, turn the other cheek and let them do it again. Well, but the thing is, I, 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 can, I and I'm not saying that they should, but I, 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 you have to ask. Well, what if, what if every uh, violent attack was was not re- you know was not met with a, a violent response and a, and a more violent response? Would that? takes would that take the air out of Hamas I mean and I'm not saying no. this it would be Hamas easy I mean what 13 12 1300 Israelis lost their lives in this uh, this horrible attack it was awful I'm not Hamas saying it wasn't Hamas wants to destroy Israel at any cost yeah but any cost Joe that means that that they that that but, they want to destroy Israel right period they want to kill them all but the struggle How do you deal with the that? struggle and and with Israel is what gives Hamas power what gives it uh, any kind of relevance at all. And if that okay. struggle is, if the, if Fair the, enough. if the reason for that struggle is taken away, I, I'm just, I'm not, I'm just saying this for, so the, what, for what, the sake of they argument. Should they, just, should they put down their arms and say, we're not going to fight anymore? I'm not, no, I don't know that, that, that they then should do they that. What are they supposed to do, Joe? They only got two choices. They only have two choices, Joe. Put well, down their arms, never fight again, say, let's have peace or take, take care of the problem. Well, that the problem is the opposite uh, issue is this could conflate into a, a, a huge regional war that could potentially envelop the yeah. globe. Uh, it could be another yeah, world war, ultimately. Joe. Well, it's called Armageddon. It's in the book of Revelation. Well, is that what we want? <laughs> I don't th- I think we want. Well. I don't know. Well, okay. All right, John, appreciate your thoughts. And, uh, you know, it it isn't an easy, and I'm not trying to downplay the the whole situation or the awfulness of what Hamas did. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that it it was in any way, you know, that Israel deserved it or that Israel brought it on, but it happened. And how does Israel best respond to it? I, I think it's worth discussing, but thanks, John. Let's go real quickly to Kirk in Bellingham. Hi, Kirk. Yeah, good day, brother. Hey, um, I got to differ with your opening statement a bit. Okay. All right. All right. The mask mandates, all right, big damn deal. We all put up with it, and it's like, okay. But, and you said, aren't we pretty much back to 2019? Well, tell that to the people that didn't adhere to the vaccine mandates that lost their jobs or livelihoods, their businesses, and haven't recovered yet, lost their pensions. You know, so no, it's we're not back in 2019. Okay. Because, you know, it's like, and, you know, it's like anything. The vaccines got to push through in record time. And, they weren't properly tested. Now, news is trickling out about people that had the vaccine that are suffering side effects and I, just this, that, and the other. But the thing is, it's like, no, this really wreaked havoc on the entire country. And I, no, things aren't what they used to be. 
All right, Kirk. Appreciate the thought. And uh, I did ask for, you know, a rebuttal to my my thoughts. So uh, we'll take a quick break. Be back with more. Tim, Robert, we'll get to you. And we'll uh, also get to you here on KG My Connects 360-676-5464. Back in a moment. Hi, this is Marcia Neal. You probably know me from Vibrant USA. We are excited to announce we are now Guided Solutions. That's right, we have a new name. We are continuing to offer our same great services and look forward to hearing from you. Are you approaching retirement and need help navigating Medicare? Are you on Medicare and want updates on potential changes for 2024? Our agents are here to help, so give us a call at 866-733-5111. Bellingham Cider Company with local craft beers and a locally sourced Pacific Northwest inspired menu. You might know them for their delicious variety of cider flavors like their spiced pumpkin, caramel apple, and other seasonal flavors. But you'll also be amazed by their menu. Proudly sourcing their fresh food from local farms and businesses. Enjoy their in-house made ravioli, wahilo braised beef, or delicata squash salad. They're well known for their buttermilk brine chicken and waffles, but you'll also find juicy burgers made from Northwest raised beef. Or how about fresh coho salmon with roasted tomato chutney. You'll be amazed at the variety and selection of flavors from the kitchen. Dietary restrictions? No problem. Their menu provides a host of vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, and dairy options. The solar-powered, eco-friendly restaurant is stocked with a full bar, so you can enjoy your dinner and drinks with the best views of Bellingham Bay. Bellingham Cider Company, the place great ciders meet exceptional food with breathtaking views everyone can enjoy. Find them at 205 Prospect or at BellinghamCider.com. Hey, Whatcom County, listen up. Volunteerism is rapidly declining at food banks across the state of Washington, and that's a problem for families who depend on these community resources. That's why we're asking you to get back to action by signing up to spend an hour of your time at a local food bank today. Enough with the talk and the coulda, shoulda, wouldas. It's time to get up and prove it. Hunger relief needs all of us. Volunteer locally. Visit backtoaction.team to sign up at a local food bank near you. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Tired of inefficient heating, poor indoor air quality, and rising energy bills? Contact West Mechanical today to explore going ductless with a system from Mitsubishi Electric Heating and Air Conditioning. Find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us here on this Tuesday afternoon. And once again, tomorrow we'll have uh, Kim Lund, the uh, candidate for uh, Bellingham Mayor, on the program. On Thursday, we'll have Bellingham Mayor Seth Fleetwood. And on Friday, Dan Purdy, who is uh, the challenger for the county executive position here in Whatcom County. But we're having an open and lively discussion today about whatever's on your mind. Let's go to Robert in Bellingham. Hi, Robert. Hello. I have a different take on inflation. Okay. I I think inflation is nothing new. Like a lot of it's blamed on all the money that was created to get us through the pandemic. And I think that pushed inflation a little more than it was pushed before. But um, there's been inflation all along because they've been creating money to to cover the federal debt for a long time. Like when Bush was president, we fought the two wars. We had Medicare and all of that, and there weren't enough taxes to pay for that. So they've been borrowing from the Federal Reserve for a long time, and the Federal Reserve has been doing quantitative easing to create and so, but most of the inflation has been confined to the housing sector. Like, I think, you know, over the years, the overall inflation rate, when you add everything up, has been around 2 or 3% in recent years. But home values have been going up much more than that, like 8 or 9%. So I think that's where a lot of the inflation went. And it isn't, it's, it, Counted in the figures, but it's only one section of the figures. And then when you look at the whole picture, some things go down in price. Like, you know, I remember when I was in college, it costs a lot of money to make a long-distance phone call, and now they don't even charge for stuff like that anymore. And <laughs> yeah. 
computers that come way down. Food it goes up, but it's only, you know, a gentle rise. And recently, you know, there was a little bit of an uptick, but now it's back to maybe 3% or something. But the thing is, the home values have really just gone up and up and up. And, you know, there are a lot of reasons for that. Part of that is a population growth, and they're not building as many, you know, like it, we could build more single family lots, but we'd plow, we'd cover the whole county like Houston with subdivisions. And I think that there's less interest in doing that. So, so they're trying yeah. to densify and, you know, that there's kind of a supply and demand thing. But I think I would say people say that our money is our, is our thoughts money or something because they're printing all this money, I'd say, well, your home values are, are ersatz values. That Part of the reason why those values are propped up, that's where a lot of the inflation went, is the home home prices going way up. All right, Robert. Appreciate your thoughts. And, uh, well, and I think we have to add in uh, uh, the cost of labor. I mean, uh, wages have gone up. They were stagnant for decades, literally, and uh, they started to increase and uh, that that's driven up the cost of everything. There have been a lot of factors in uh, what's caused uh, inflation over the last few years. And um, in spite of that, you know, I mean, we got the report today that uh, uh, people are buying. I mean, uh, it, it's our, you know, the, the retail economy is, for whatever reason, going pretty strong. But thanks for your thoughts, Robert. Let's go to Tim and Everson. Hi, Tim. Yeah. Hey, Joe. Uh, hey, I wanted to comment. It was like three weeks ago. might have been a little bit longer than that ago. I heard several times on the station that you can expect a 25% decrease in your natural gas prices, and it would save, you know, the average household, whatever, 80 bucks. Those numbers are pretty close. I'm not going to swear by them. Okay. And I got to flat out say that that's absolute fake news because I got a letter here, and I'm going to read you a short part of it. Okay. Starting October 1, PSE's natural gas customers will see higher rates reflected <clears throat> on their monthly bills. The higher rates result from costs incurred by PSE to purchase allowances, a compliance in- instrument to cover greenhouse gas emissions and comply with the CAP and investment program. PSE's natural gas customers may also see a small state carbon reduction credit to help mitigate some of the cost compliance. Okay. So I don't know where you guys originally got that news, but they are saying unequivocally that the natural gas customers will see higher rates. Okay. All right, Tim. I, I'm not sure okay. what the, 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 I don't, the, the, the news story about the reduced rates for natural gas. I'm, I, I'm, I'll have to look for that, but uh, appreciate your call. Let's go to Rod in Bellingham. Hi, Rod. Hey, I think I was probably one of the first people, I'm not bragging or anything like that, it was just something that popped in my head. When COVID came out, I said, finally, the monetary system has found a way to raise the interest rate. And oh. a lot of people were looking at me cross-eyed, and I said, it's just supply and demand. What's going to happen is you're going to decrease the supply, and you're going to create demand. And there were all kinds of factors involved in that. But they had a real problem because... The financial equilibrium, as I would call it, had changed after that housing bubble. And the and the people's attitude toward that financial equilibrium had changed. Remember when the Fed would instantly start talking about raising the rates because they need to make money, and then the banks need to make money, and they were crying when it was near 1% and 2%. And so... And that's hard for the Fed to infuse money into the banking system and collect and collect interest off of that as well to make the money even real. So for those, you know, there's Andy Gauz, Andrew Gauz, if you look him up, he breaks it down pretty, pretty simply. Um, so once COVID came, that equilibrium changed. And it, and it just gave them a wonderful opportunity to raise the interest rate. And I said it was going to be, it was going to end around 8%. I didn't realize how close I would be to that. But it's really it's really simple. Supply and demand. And they found a way to get out of it. Whether you know, I'm not saying they created the virus to do that. I'm just saying they okay. used that as an opportunity. 
to do it, and they took every advantage that they could. Now they, who is they? The, the Fed? I, I, I will call it the financial system. Okay. The Fed, okay, um, to control the interest rate. The banks were screaming bloody murder for a long time, and even when they, when, the, when, when it was word that we were going to raise it up a little bit, the stock market would, would reflect that. So they were virtually paralyzed, in my opinion. And you can go back in the history and look at that. But now, our attitude toward this um, reestablished financial equilibrium has changed also. So now we accept it. And and it's going to stay that way. And rest assured, they're going to do their best to keep this interest rate up because uh, the financial system needs to make money. As for... You know, the the evil, I'm going to switch gear on here real quick, because okay. I've heard people talking about this, too, and, and yesterday uh, there was a fella that had a nice idea about just, in, in other words, turning the other cheek and and not fighting fire with fire. Uh-huh. The pro, I learned a hard lesson, because um, it, it really wasn't in my, in, 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 in me to, to let a relationship just fall apart okay. I, you know, I come from a family where you know some somebody has an argument or something goes wrong you make amends or you do your best to repair it and move on uh-huh. and uh, me and this fella um, at work I saved his job actually but in the process um, I had to reveal um, what had been done and he just absolutely hated me for it and I, he didn't realize that my, by me stepping in and doing that, it saved his job and he didn't get in trouble or anything. It was just one of these things that was looked at as a misunderstanding. Okay. Okay. He felt that I had betrayed him, and I tried what I could to, to, to make amends and explain. And he looked at me almost with tears in his eyes. Because he was so angry, he couldn't get past the anger. He said, did you ever think for a moment that I did not want to make this situation better? And it just and it blew my mind. Because that was, that was not in my lexicon. It so in my, other words, he, not, not he, he, he would have preferred to lose his job than to have whatever well, no, the fallout. No, no, not that. No, he enjoyed right. having his job. He didn't want to um, have a friendship that we had before. Well, well I understand do, that. And I mean, in, they didn't in, want to do anything to do that. Yeah, and I was and, like, and I mean, in relation to Hamas, I, I everyone who says, I, and I agree completely that Hamas does not want to be friends or have make peace yep. with Israel by any, at any means. The only real weapon I see Israel having against Hamas is to undermine its credibility, undermine its power with with the, the people of Gaza and the Palestinians themselves and, and the, the broader, uh, not just the Arab world, but the world in general, those that would sympathize with the Palestinian cause and to to weaken Hamas as a as a, a, a face or a player in that whole that whole debate but by attacking them and i i I mean and i'm just saying because i'm not saying that israel should just turn the other cheek and not take any action i can understand how that would be probably next to impossible for the leadership of israel uh with you're simply trying to bring up another perspective well yeah and i think it's i mean if we're as as human beings going to move forward in 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 any kind of constructive way it seems to me we have to get beyond this uh the, you know uh attack retaliate reta- attack retaliate it's not serving us well as a species uh, ultimately no, but, um, but but to be fair but to be fair to the other side tell that and, I, and this makes might seem unfair i'm no, i don't mean it that way but i'm talking about in all the realm you know the realm of thought here what do you say to that mother who just lost, who, who watched or knows that their child or their child's child, their grandchild, was literally beheaded and burned. I mean, how do you get right? How do you but tell at the that same time, to, to say, hey. how, but then also, <laughs> how do you tell the parents or the families, the loved ones of the 150 or so hostages that are held by Hamas that 
sorry we had to sacrifice their lives because we had to do this. I, I mean, there are no easy choices here, but no, I, there I, isn't. I think that has no, to be part isn't. of the part of the discussion too. But thanks, I, Rod. I agree. I agree. Yep. Take right. care. Thanks you a lot. too. Have a great afternoon, and we'll take a quick break. I got Michelle on the line, and uh, we'll be we'll get with her, and uh, hopefully you as well in just a moment here on KGMI Connects three six zero six seven six five four six four. The Lennon Community and Senior Center, in partnership with Hoagland Pharmacy, will be hosting a walk-in vaccine clinic on Friday, October twentieth, from ten till one p.m. at their Fourth and Grover location in Linden. Stop by during the What's Next Info Fair for this year's flu, RSV, and COVID shots. This event is open to all in our community and most types of insurance will be accepted. October 20th from 10 till 1 p.m. at the Linden Community and Senior Center. Stay healthy and keep our community safe this fall and beyond with the Linden Community and Senior Center. Hi, this is Marcia Neal. You probably know me from Vibrant USA. We are excited to announce we are now Guided Solutions. That's right, we have a new name. We are continuing to offer our same great services and look forward to hearing from you. Are you approaching retirement and need help navigating Medicare? Are you on Medicare and want updates on potential changes for 2024? Our agents are here to help, so give us a call at 866-733-5111. How safe do you feel? Fentanyl has crept into our schools and our community. Children, friends, and neighbors, this affects us all, and I'm frustrated with the lack of urgency regarding this crisis. I'm Hannah Ortis, and as your next Whatcom County Council member, I am committed to having hard conversations so that we can find real solutions. Our most vulnerable are depending on us to put people over politics. This is my home, and I will represent each and every one of us. I'm Hannah Ortis, and I ask for your vote this November. Paid for by Hannah for Whatcom. This week with PNW Perks, you can enjoy Bellingham Cider Company for half the price. You might know them for their delicious variety of cider flavors like their spiced pumpkin, caramel apple, and other seasonal flavors. But you'll also be amazed by their menu, proudly sourcing their fresh food from local farms and businesses. Enjoy their in-house made ravioli, guajillo braised beef, or delicata squash salad. They're well known for their buttermilk brine chicken and waffles, but you'll also find juicy burgers made from Northwest raised beef. Or how about fresh coho salmon with roasted tomato chutney? You'll be amazed at the variety, selection, and flavors from the kitchen. Dietary restrictions? No problem. Their menu provides a host of vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, and dairy-free options. Bellingham Cider Company, the place great ciders meet exceptional food with breathtaking views everyone can enjoy. Find them at 205 Prospect or at BellinghamCider.com. This Thursday at 8 a.m., get a $50 gift certificate to Bellingham Cider Company for just $25, only at pnwperks.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us, and let's go right to Michelle in Bellingham. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Joe. Before I address your very humane and your struggle to find a mental solution to this horrible problem, and I so respect you for that, you're not just making, uh, you know, heck, you're a step above all of us in your humanity in some ways. But anyway, I just want to say real quick, almost 75 years ago, my father, who was a former president of the Pearl Harbor Survivors Association and a top-ranking officer uh, in the military, um, was uh, bought a home on the GI Bill. And um, in those days, he paid, I believe it was 22% interest, but the house itself, a new home, uh, his first owner, uh, I was just a, a, ta, a baby, um, he, uh, um, he paid uh, uh, $12,000 for a three-bedroom mm-hmm. corner lot in, a, in a, a Silicon Valley. It's what's called Silicon Valley now in California. Wow. And it was it's worth all oh, about a one point five million now, but the point is uh it's owned by a Chinese family, and the point is that uh you know it, he had a chance he he paid eighty two dollars a month for thirty years um which is roughly the equivalent today of about a thousand dollars a month if you factor in inflation uh-huh. and um you know i'm talking about ordinary inflation housing inflation is a little different but uh I, all i'm saying is that he 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 made about five hundred dollars uh a month um five or six thousand a year he paid about 20 to 25 percent of his income on the house it wasn't like it was uh you know a piece of cake but it was very doable 
And we never lacked for anything as a family, although we weren't rich. Uh, we were one of the more important families in the area okay. in terms of reputation and accomplishment, but we weren't rich. And my dad never tried to be rich. He tried to do for, he was president of five service clubs and other things. But anyway, the point I'm making is that it was doable in those days, and we have to go back and try to look at what made it doable. And the interest rate was not nearly as important then as it is, as it is now. Uh-huh. And everything has changed dramatically in the past 75 years. Now, on to you. I so respect your struggle to, to you know, you, you've really gone into your conscience. Now, here's the way I see it. I think you're mostly right. So is Thomas Friedman, who's written two uh, wonderful columns this week about the problem and the solution. Um, he doesn't really uh, advocate an all-out invasion of Gaza either. And the thing is, um, what we need to do, if we can, we at least ought to look at it. I do believe that all of Hamas needs to be killed and wiped out. But I don't want to see the civilians in Gaza, the Palestinian civilians, wiped out, not by any stretch of the imagination. And what I want to see happen is, if we can, I'm not saying we can, but if we could get Egypt and Jordan to cooperate and open the gates of Gaza for the people to escape as fast as possible in a non-panicky fashion, um, and there's 2 million population in Gaza, it's about the size of Philadelphia in terms of geography and population size. And it's um, it, it's a fascinating place. It really is. It's in rubble now. But the point is, most of the people have not died. I think total deaths in the whole war are still less than 6,000. But the point is that um, we need to clear the fences have, you know, 50,000 Israeli soldiers in every fenced area, get the people out, tell, force them out if necessary. I'm talking about the civilians. And the Hamas people that we can, we should kill them like insects because they're no worse than animals. I mean, I mean, they're no more than animals. They are animals. And, you know, what they did was the most, I mean, animals don't attack as much as they did. I mean, there was one pregnant woman, I saw the picture, one pregnant woman who had her stomach ripped open, the fetus was stabbed, the woman was shot in the back, and, you know, it was the most barbaric possible kind of invasion in so many respects. And those things have been documented. And it's just utterly unbelievable. Hamas, the people who belong to Hamas, are nothing more than the worst kind of male thugs in the entire world. And we, we are talking about people who we're basically talking about, I don't know what the population, of, I mean, what the number of Hamas soldiers is, but whatever it is, you know, let's say it's 50,000, I don't okay. know. But they're like 50,000 Hitlers, and they all need to be killed, okay. if possible, or executed. But right. at the same time, at the same time, we really need to figure out how to spare the civilians of the agony of of all that torture and death. Yeah, and, and, so and I, I understand that. I think you're that, right. But I think I, you're I, right. I guess I you know I I guess the 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 fear probably is or the concern of Egypt and others probably is that uh, okay, clear all the civilians out of Gaza and uh, into Egypt and we're talking millions, you know, of people and then 2 million. Then yeah, two Israel million. sweeps through Gaza, then annexes Gaza and then there, then those Palestinian civilians won't have anywhere to go. But I um, think Israel, I, Joe. I think Israel knows better than the next Gaza. Well, I really do. If, they, I if there's nobody I left, I mean, if they, if, they, if if all the they civilians leave, with. but all right. Thanks. I appreciate your thoughts, Michelle. Real quick, I want to give uh, Jim over on San Juan Island a chance. Hi, Jim. Hey, Joe. Good job. Thank you. Uh, and uh, Michelle does great, great uh, talk there, Michelle. Uh, can I do something just to lighten a little, just a little bit? Okay. I've been wanting to do just me share my bear <laughs> okay. Sunday more keep on Arabian on Samba. 
Arabian Ensemble. Anyway, I I like my show. Sing a jingle. Come up with a jingle for my show, Jim. (laughs) All right. All right. Yeah. You know, I don't think she's right about uh, the possibility of sparing the people. Golda Meir said, I think she was the prime minister in the 50s. And she said something along the lines, I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember it exactly, but she said, uh, we will probably be able to forgive uh, our enemies for killing our sons, but it's going to be hard to forgive our enemies for forcing us, I got the forcing part right, forcing us to kill their sons. And I think they they have held back. And they have turned the other cheek as often as they could and still survive. And uh, when I was, when I I left home at 15 via the emergency room, and I was the youngest, I was the weakest, I was the dumbest. But if you harm somebody enough and hurt them, they get tough. And I got tough. And for a change, I was successfully defending myself uh, from my older brother. And so I looked like the aggressor even though all I was doing was successfully defending myself. And uh, my dad saw that in his drunken stupor and uh, hit me over the back of the head with a cast iron frying pan. Oh, boy. So so I don't think there's any way we're going to be able to keep the uh, Israel from being judged. And uh, whatever they got to mm-hmm. do, they're going to have to do just to survive. And it's not that simple, and there will be innocents who are harmed and killed, and I'm so sorry about that. Yeah, that's right. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate your thoughts, and uh, unfortunately, I think you're absolutely right. And Lou and Lyndon, we got about 30 seconds. Go ahead. Okay, Newsweek magazine show, uh, which is not a right-wing magazine, it's a well, conservative, it's middle of the road, I guess you okay. could say. They, uh, they published an article from October 28th of last year, 2022, that said our border guards, the U.S. Customs Border Protection, caught 98 people on the terror watch list. And they're concerned because it has been going up steadily. In 2019, none were caught. In 2020, only 15 were caught. And we can imagine now that there's probably a couple hundred at least okay. of the terror watch people from Iran. So... Your listeners, if you go shopping this Christmas season and you know how to handle a gun, bring a gun with you. Okay. All right. Go armed to go Christmas shopping. All right. That's our closing comment here on KGMI Connects. Back tomorrow.